Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of the Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I am your beast, Dan Meredith. How the devil are you, Mr. Alderton? Very well, thank you. I've been quite exhausted the last couple of days. I was at the International Fitness Summit uh, this weekend, and it was quite full on, what with uh, talks and walks and 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 lots and lots of people and mm-hmm. loud music in the evenings. And uh, yeah, it's just exhausting as I get older, and I need a couple of days to recover after something like that. Mate, I was talking to another friend of mine who spoke, um, not on as big a stage as you, but he still had a good talk at the event and um, he used to, uh, let's just say, party back in the day and I'm not unfamiliar with a few wild nights back in my past and that kind of come down flat feeling after you've been on a big stage in front of the people is something that people unless you've done it you don't know what's going to come because you're like yeah i'm buzzed i mean there's literally a massive massive dopamine rush and you're like oh no i'm so very flat now and yeah it's it, like honestly the last big event i spoke at it took me a, a day or two to recover so yeah yeah I understand. this this weekend as well, I wasn't on the main stage. I was actually on one of the uh, introducing stage. And this uh, stage is um, reserved for people who have never spoken before. And um, what I loved about this year, and I, I can't speak for anybody else, but there was a lot of changes to the uh, lineup. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is to do with timings. But a lot of that is to do maybe with people not being happy where they are. And mm-hmm. wanting to get on that main stage. And I was thinking about this because I probably could have emailed and said, Oh, you know, I really want a main stage slot. I've got a new talk, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, No, because it is it's a bit of a test with this. The other two stages, um, unless people want to hear you speak, they will be very hard to fill the seats. Mm. And uh, some of the boardroom upstairs, where you have to walk up three flights of stairs, some of them were full, and some of them only had about three or four seats because they didn't know the speaker or they didn't want to hear mm-hmm. the speaker. So I was kind of excited for mine because it was in a smaller one, and it's a challenge for me. It really, mm-hmm. really is. And it just had a bit of a kind of a thought process with it because it's all great being on the main stage or being on plenty of main stages. But most people tend to just sit there. And it's not because they want to hear you. It's just because they're there. And yeah. you happen to be the next speaker. Whereas other people then have to make the decision to leave that big venue and then go and find the other talks. And you know, I was very fortunate that my talk was very busy. Um, it was kind of noisy in the background. But... After I started speaking, after about 20, 30 minutes, the whole place was silent. And obviously nice. that's a good signal that, you know, what I'm talking about is good. So I thoroughly enjoyed testing some new material there and it was uh, very well received. But I think a lot of people, you know, they, and, and I come back and I know this is nothing relevant whatsoever to what we're going to talk about. I know, about, I was but, wondering how you're going to circle this one around. Yeah, I, I will try to, but... Go on. A lot, of, a, a lot of very successful comedians, uh, the reason that they're super successful with their 
um, with their gigs and that is because they constantly go to random, you know, nightclubs and comedy clubs and practice their new material. And there is no ego involved in that because it's like, cool, you know, this is a small, tiny venue. And if I can't wow these people, how am I meant to wow a bigger audience? So I kind of get excited when I do have smaller places for my talks because it allows Mm. me to go, well, if you're really good at this, Jay, you should be able to blow the socks off anything. Um, so it is, it's something that really excites me speaking on smaller stages as it, as it does, uh, bigger stages too. Mm. So no, nothing to do with what we're speaking about so today. It's just what, a little so reflection on the week. What are we talking about today, Jamie? So Which I think is an course, awesome, awesome subject today. Of course. So based off IFS of what we were mm-hmm. talking about, someone who was on the main stage, there was a conversation between Chris Williamson and uh, Stephen Bartlett, for those of you who don't know, both of those have incredible podcasts in the UK and uh, have blown up over the last couple of years. And they were talking about decision making. And of course, this is something that a, a lot of us struggle with because we struggle to make a decision because we're so worried about making that wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And something that Stephen Bartlett said, and so, so true, is that 100% certainty is only available in hindsight. So it's not until you've actually done the thing and waited and seen the result to know if that was 100% the right decision, which is quite kind of, you know, understandable because you you have yet to do it and you don't know the outcome, but kind of liberating because make that fucking decision. You know, and actually the Latin word for decision, you know, it's bro- broken up into two words two old school Latin words, but it basically means to cut, to cut something out so you can focus on that one thing. You know, 20 years ago, this was a lot easier to do when we didn't have the internet and those sad rectangles, as you like to call it, in our pockets. Sadness rectangles, yeah. Exactly. I, I, I remember back in the day, Dan, I remember having a pager and then people- Mate, I had a pager yeah. as well. Yeah. And Awful. it's the most exciting thing no in the world. And no need whatsoever. I'm 16 to... years old. No one <laughs> someone... else had anything. No need to page yeah. me. Nothing that someone... important. Yeah, someone beeps me and then I have to walk down to the phone box to ring them. So it's kind of counterintuitive sure, really, as opposed to back in the day, it's like, right, we'll meet around the bike sheds or we'll meet you know, at this location. Mm-hmm. And uh, funny enough, we all managed to catch up without mobile phones. But it's this instant gratification of your phone it's we don't get bored anymore because we feel that boredom and the fact that we can literally do anything that we want with our lives because there is a youtube video a course which most likely is for free on the internet and because of this we don't do fuck all and it's this analysis by sorry it's this paralysis by over analysis and one of the things i said on my talk this weekend is just pick something mm-hmm. and, and I think that's a lot of the time that people struggle with what are your thoughts on that Mr. Murder? yeah I couldn't agree more mate I mean a lot of people get in that kind of whole analysis paralysis or decision fatigue there's so many options to choose from so many things they could do they end up doing nothing and 
I've been pretty successful in my coaching career because one of the things that I do for my clients is they come to me with all their problems, what's going on in their business, in their life, whatever. And I simply say, do this, do that, don't do that. I literally take that decision. So they're outsourcing their decision making to me, which is obviously an honor and a privilege. And I've got to make sure I do a good job by them. But it's something that I found just consistently with my clients over the years that they struggle to just at points make a decision. They often know what they need to do or what they want to do, but they need to just pick something and start doing it. Now, is it always perfect or is it always going to be right? No. Um, the advice that I will give people is based off my experience and what I have seen work, you know, for the majority of the time. Not everything works for everyone, but it mostly does if you've got enough experience in it. But that lack of decision making is can really, really fucking impact your life and your business. Because whilst you're in the pending, thinking about it, yep, I'm going to do it someday stage, that is time wasted where you could actually be working on the thing, doing the thing, and seeing if it's for you or not. Case in point, I would not be here now talking to you. I'd probably be doing well, but I, you know, I doubt I'd be doing this particular life tree of Dan's path. Um, back in 2016, I just made a decision to put on an event. That's it. Me and my friend, um, I used to drink. We got drunk um, and emailed Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, and booked him for an event that didn't exist. Okay, so we booked him for this. We didn't even know if we could get the venue at this point from memory, and then we woke up the next day with a, a, a robust bill, and then we were like, "Fuck." Now we've got to go make this happen. So we made a decision. Now, do I advise that for everyone? No, that works quite well for me. I've got a high sort of risk tolerance profile. I'm quite happy just going, fuck it, and giving things a go. But we put that line in the sand. We said we were going to do it, and then we knew the number we had to hit. And that was in five weeks. So in five weeks, we went from, so in zero to eventually, and obviously you spoke at this event um, way back in the day, we sold out just shy of a thousand seats. We had literally speakers from all around the world flying in, um, obviously headlined by myself and, and Gary. Um, I launched my coaching group, Espresso Adan, and I also wrote a book, which then went on to sell over a million copies. That's all based off one decision. And that's how powerful actually saying, fuck it, I'm going to do that thing is. If it had gone wrong, yeah, I might have had a, a bit of a spicy bill to pay or been out of pocket for a little while, but I still, may, if I hadn't made the decision, my life wouldn't be where it is now and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. That's the power of actually making a decision and then cracking on with some action. Yeah, and, and thinking back, of course, making those decisions, they're scary to make, but then once you've got that clarity and going, do you, do you know what? The only way that I'm going to find out if this is going to work is if I go all in. And, um, and I think, as you said, a lot of people are worried about making a mistake or making the wrong decision. And something that I said uh, this weekend was it's okay to make the wrong decision. If you go balls deep into something and it doesn't turn out to be the thing that you wanted, it's one less thing for you to think about doing with your life. And I think, you know, this is a great practice for people especially you know a simple decision making process can be what takeaway should we have on the weekend and it's much easier to write down the things that you don't want than the mm -hmm. things that you do because it's that process of elimination and you know if you go balls deep on something 
and you go all in on something and you give it a year, it's just one year of your life. You know, I'm 38 at the moment, hopefully going to be on this planet maybe another 45 years. It means I can go balls deep in, you know, maybe another 30, 35 things before I lose my marbles. Um, so, you know, I'm probably going to end up finding that thing. Um, but if I keep, you know, just procrastinating, you know, dipping my toes in things, you're not going to find what that thing is because you're not going to get good enough to know if it's actually worth doing. And I think that's a super important thing because it's like anything, you know, like you learn so much quicker when that's the only thing that you're learning. But if you are, you know, not quite sure what it is that you want to do and then you're trying to learn four or five things, you end up becoming mediocre at best at lots of things. And you don't want to do that, you know what's going to change your life is making a decision and getting fucking good at something, whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if it's not the thing that you want to do, going balls deep and fully into it, you've got less options to choose from. And that making uh, a decision though, is just, that's, that's the first, and hard, honestly, the hardest step for a lot of people. I am a huge fan of a decision plus a deadline. So I was talking about this on a piece of content I was doing today. Um, I have wanted my own coffee for quite a while. I have a, a business called Coffee with Dan, coaching group called Espresso with Dan. It's, it's very caffeine heavy, okay? I've decided, I've wanted this for years. And then I just thought, Do you know what? You've been wanting this for years, Dan. Get it fucking done. So I made a conscious decision at the end of last year that I was going to give myself a period of time, which was a total of six months, because obviously I didn't know how long things took to roast and to find blends. So I thought, right, realistically, I've given myself, I've made a decision. I am going to launch my coffee by this date. So I'd given it a deadline. And if it wasn't launched, if you couldn't click on a link and buy my coffee by that date, I was never going to do it again. Now, that might seem a bit extreme, but it works for me because the deadline also had a consequence. So if I didn't do the thing I was going to do, I stick by my word, I was never going to do it again. That's it. That works for me. But a decision plus a deadline is so fucking powerful. And I told people, I said to my my team, some people who are close to me, I'm going to launch it by this day. I'm going to get it done. And I didn't want to look like a dick as well, to be honest with you. I'd made myself accountable to the people close to me. And then I just had to get to work. And that's it. And, you know, different decisions. There's obviously going to be different levels of decisions, you know, choosing what to have for, you know, for takeaway on the weekend is a little bit harder than what do I want to do for the rest of my life? My life, yeah. <laughs> you know, but also at the same time, making that decision going all in opens up doors for other things as well, which you probably didn't know existed. So let's just say that, you know, for example, I went all in balls deep on personal training. I had no other choice, but I was just like, right, cool. I'm going to do this thing. And it was 2012. Had I not made that decision, I probably wouldn't have been as consistent as I was on social media. I wouldn't have found the love for social media. Probably wouldn't have started, you know, you know started joining Facebook groups. Might not have caught up with you. We might not have yeah. uh, attended a, you know, a, a write your own book thing. So we then write our own books and then, you know, span from that. 10, 12 years later, you know, my focus is wanting to write more books and, you know, focus on that thing. So going from wanting to be a personal trainer to help people to wanting to be, you know, one of the best mindset writers in the UK, it's a massive transformation, but that wouldn't have happened if had I not gone all in initially on the thing that I was most passionate about doing. 
because you change your mind as you get older. You know, you like different things. I loved getting shredded in my twenties. I loved, loved jumping on stage in a in in a pair of pants, as Stan likes to say. But that is my idea of the worst thing ever these days. I couldn't think. But of that's true, mate. Worse. Your path isn't fixed, and obviously, depending on where you so whoever's wherever you are, listener. Okay, your path isn't fixed, and your story's not written yet. You can completely fucking change it if you want to. And if that burning desire is truly there, it comes off the back of saying to yourself, do you know what? I want to change this. I want to do this. I want to achieve that. And once you've made your mind up that you want to do it, understand, yeah, it's going to take time and it's going to take a degree of effort to get the rewards that ultimately you want back from it. But I speak to a lot of people over the years, um, sorry, spoken to a lot of people over the years who kind of get trapped in thinking this is how life is or this is just the way it is. And you know what? If that's what you believe, if you believe you're fixed, if you believe you're due to stay where you are, guess fucking right. Sorry, guess fucking what? You're right. I, I had a personal experience with this recently you know obviously i've shared my journey of like throughout these this year of podcasting we've done of my various highs and lows of my sort of fitness challenges and stuff and i had convinced myself that i was honestly getting a bit down about my ankle but the leg break and all that kind of stuff and obviously i had the hip replaced the year before and i kind of had convinced myself that i'm not gonna be able to do squats again i'm not gonna be able to run again and i thought do you know what? Fuck that. I'm actually bored of my own. Not, I'm just, no, I'm decided, I've decided that actually I am going to do the things that I want to do and I'm going to fucking try it. And I managed to nail both of them this week. I'm over the moon because I decided to cut out my own limiting beliefs, make a decision, said, you know what? I'm going to do this this week and I'm going to try it and I'm going to give it my fucking all. And it worked fine. But that goes to show the power of just, I literally made a decision. For me, the decision was I was bored of my own bullshit in that area. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do this. And I also realized that, you know, the, the mind, uh, again, of course, also realized, of course you realize, the mind is more powerful than you think. If you tell yourself it's not going to work or it's not going to happen, guess fucking what? That's right. It becomes a reality. You start changing the record in your own head and say, do you know what? This will happen or I'm going to do this or I am this person. I can do these things. Often it happens. It's bizarre how it works and you have to kind of like experience it yourself a few times. But for me, if I tell myself I'm going to be some type of way, it tends to make, sorry, it tends to happen. And it's amazing how one decision can completely change your life from like a decision to follow a career path from a decision mm -hmm. to join a course or a group or something like that to, you know and you think cool had I not made that one decision then I wouldn't be here now so you know this is why it's important to you know, sometimes just make those difficult decisions and make it happen I'm just running a five-day challenge at the moment and something that takes up a lot of my time is the daily check-ins because I use yeah. this app where people can drop me a video and I always say to them please make it less than a minute I try and put a time on for a minute some people like to go over to a minute and a half but what they don't realize is I have 750 people checking in <laughs> I tell, tell them I only get back to videos to do one not everyone of course feels comfortable doing a video but that's 700 you know maybe 600 check-in 500 600 and then I get about 300 videos but that's 300 on average 30 seconds to one minute video so I've got 300 minutes of video a, a day to go back so I try and do seven till half past eight and then when I get up in the morning I try and smash another 30 minutes and, and get through them as much as possible why am I telling you this because a lot of the challenges that I'm getting people to do they're very simple challenges last um 
last uh, last uh, yesterday's challenge was 300 reps uh, 300 body weight reps you can choose whatever you want to do push-ups skipping mountain climbers sit-ups whatever just make sure you get 300 done and the amount of people that said that they saw that and was like jesus christ i'm not going to be able to do that and then telling me about their tales throughout the day of just getting 10 squats in on the train you know just jumping in the toilet and doing some dips on the toilet not that i recommend doing that but you know That's it's just this one. yeah but it's just these getting it done you know, 10 here, 10 there, 20 there, 20 there. And they said, oh, and it was amazed because by the end of the day, I got these 300 reps in. And it just changed the way that I looked about training. And I was like, this is the whole point of the 300 reps because we create these things in our head of, you know, oh, I need to go to a gym, I need to get fit. When they can just drop and give me 20. And when they realize that they can do that, then it changes the game. And they were like, why you know why didn't i know this before i was like well you do know this before but there's a massive difference and it is something of course which i'm gonna come back around and talk about when it comes to decision making and it is that word accountability and bob proctor's got a, an incredible quote and it's the first quote we're 20 minutes in that i've shared and it that's is, not bad for you mate i know it's pretty good and it is it's accountability. it is indeed accountability is the glue that ties the commitment to the result mm-hmm. and it's this thing of, you know, as you said, people paying you good money to make decisions for them because it's easier for somebody else to make that. But it's also they're holding themselves accountable to you too. They're, co- they're committed to what it is that they're doing, but they just struggle with the decision making um, to get the result. So, you know, that accountability, then the commitment in what you're telling them to do equates to that result. So it all comes back to this accountability. And if you're struggling to make a decision or you're scared to go all in on something, something that I do, something that yourself do is, as you say, give yourself a deadline or tell other people about it. Because that's the scariest thing for me, telling people what it is that I'm going to do on a particular date, because there's no going back from when I say those words. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to what we're talking about with those uh, consequences for not achieving things. Yeah, and those consequences as well, often it is a bit of like kind of like a more of a feeling type thing. Like you feel like a bit of a dick. You feel like you've let yourself down. You've let others down. But uh, you go, it's going to be totally dependent to what it is the thing you need to make a decision on. If it is, you know, maybe leaving a toxic relationship or quitting your job and going all into building your own business or whatever, you know, big kind of like life decisions, then yeah, the the consequences can be quite scary and can be quite heavy. And sometimes it can be a bit intimidating to actually do so. But one of the things that I have found is that mostly as a rule, people don't really give a fuck about what it is you do. And if you fail, if it goes wrong, unless it sort of financially or physically affects someone. So if it's something you're doing, you want to change yourself, do something for yourself. No one really gives a fuck. That's it. And it's like, yeah, you might feel like a bit of a knob. You might feel like you failed a little bit. You haven't hit your potential. Like I felt, you know, I went through some of this stuff when I, when I broke my leg in the boxing, you know, I put all that time and effort in. I had a deadline. I had to be, you know, and the, the thing that frustrated me the most was I had all my friends there. I had really good support. I was the fittest and strongest and most rapid I'd ever been. And then I go and break my fucking leg in a boxing match. 
yeah, I felt like a dick and I was a bit embarrassed and stuff like that. But ultimately, you know, people were really kind and supportive. And the only person who truly cared about it was was me because I was the one impacted. So sometimes when you make these decisions, yeah, it's, it's not going to go in your favor and it's not going to work and it's not going to pan out. But so fucking what? And I've, you know, privileged with the job I do, I get to sort of coach and consult very successful people and some, you know, some big businesses. And yeah, they often make decisions based off data and, and um, you know, what they've done before and what's working in the industry. You know, that's a smart way to make your decisions. But most of them just decided that they were going to do something. You know, I have one client who has a very successful, I'm just going to go with manufacturing business. And another client who's got a very successful online business. Both of them, in, in one of them was about four or five months ago, and one of them was recently, just decided, I'm going to go off and do this now. They just decided to do it. Didn't ask for permission. Didn't look for anyone to run it by. They just said, you know what? I think that's going to work. I'm going to give it a go. First person has built up a business that's gone to, you know, side business off his other business, multi six figures now. The other person has just launched it and already sold it already sold it out. Okay. Now I'm talking more about business stuff here in the sort of world I'm in, but they would not have done that had they not just had that decision and gone, fuck it, I'm doing it. And that's the thing you are a yes, you know, again, commitments, families, liabilities, all that kind of stuff aside, you are in charge. It's your life. And if you want to change it, then just do it. You do not need anyone else's permission. And yeah, there's lots of examples of, of this, but I, I just want to talk about one reason why someone won't make those difficult decisions. And the reality of it is they're just too comfortable mm. because they've got these options. And we've spoken about the whole golden handcuffs. Um, yeah. Golden handcuffs, obviously, being in a well-paid job, want to follow your passion, but you're getting paid so well that, you know, once again, there's there's a risk involved that you might not be earning the same amount of money. And of course, the answer to that is, you know, if you're very good at what you're passionate about, you'll make more money than you do currently now. And, you know, you'll be rewarded for it, but it's not always about the money. You could be earning half that amount for doing something that you enjoy doing because it's not, a, you know, what, what's the quote? I'd rather work uh, 80 hours in a job that I love than 40 hours in a job that I hate. Mm. And I, I love that because it, it's so, so true. But, once again, some people struggle because when I think about the decisions that I made as in becoming a PT, it's because I had just been made redundant. I had hardly any money left. I had a literally maxed out credit card. I had no other choice but to make this thing work. And as scary mm. as it was, it was also exciting as fuck because I was fully in. I had no other where to turn, no other option, you know, plan B, plan C. If this, and this is how I know, this is how my brain works these days. You know, I take more risk because I know if it doesn't work, there is another, you know, there is a plan B. Mm. Another thing that was spoken about this weekend um, is breaking down decision-making into what's called type one and type two decisions. And I love this because a type one decision is a permanent decision. So if you mm -hmm. make that decision, then there is no going back. A type two decision, however, is that you make that decision, but if it doesn't work out, you have other options. So for example, if you quit your high paying job in London, that's definitely a type two decision because if it doesn't work out, the reason that you've got a high paying job in London is because you're good at something. So you can always go back to that thing. Whereas 
you know, if you are an, an extreme example, if you're at, uh, you're about to jump out of a plane and you you make a decision of, should I jump out of a parachute or not? <laughs> and you decide not to. That's pretty yeah. much the most extreme the type, type one. one decision that you yeah. can't, that is a permanent decision that you've made and you can't go back. Um, probably the worst, uh, the worst example to, to talk That's about. Pretty, it, but it's it, really you know, worth bringing up, mate, because a lot of the times is, yeah. we think you can't go back and it's like, for me, like I remember saying this to someone, like because I, I I'm in a very good place right now, and I have to consciously, as I am doing in the sort of Q4 part of this year, consciously create a bit of chaos and a bit of um, challenge and effort to go, you know, up a gear to that next level because I can stay where I'm now indefinitely. It's fucking wonderful. Okay, but I want to do more. I want to help more people. I want to connect with more people. I want to make more of a difference. You know, I do genuinely want to do these things. But to do that, I've got to push on even further, again, to the next level. And that's going to require time and effort. But I remember, you know, again, everyone's different. And for everyone's listening, you know, your situation is completely unique. But I have, you know, been sensible with my, you know, business. I've got some savings, you know, things put away for all that kind of stuff. So if everything went tits up, let's just say everything went completely tits up, or I just decided, fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore. The worst, worst thing that would happen is that, and again, don't particularly want to do this as a 43-year-old man, but the worst thing that would happen is I would go home to my mum and sister, who I love dearly and really enjoy spending time with, with, you know, money and assets and a few other bits in my back pocket, and I'd be okay. That's it. And realistically, a lot of the times off the back, you know, if I was to make, and I'd have to make some catastrophically dog shit decisions, okay, to get down to where I'd need to do that. But most of the things that if it fails, like, there's no real bad, bad, bad permanent losses or changes and i think sometimes we can get stuck in that little what if cycle what if it goes wrong what if it doesn't work what if what if i fail at it what if nobody buys my thing what if i don't achieve my goals what if i don't get into the, the weight or shape i want what if i don't have a relationship fucking whatever okay but what if you do what if it does work it's amazing it's fantastic but you don't know until you've made a decision to fucking try yeah because once again goes back to that 100 certainty is only available in hindsight it's not until you look back you go that was the right decision or that was the wrong decision uh, but at the end of the day they are both decisions as in you've cut all the other options out and you decided to go for that thing and i think a lot of people think that their decisions are those type one as in they mm -hmm. are permanent but the reality is is that they're un unlike the parachute you know you deciding to follow your passion in something that you enjoy doing you're not jumping out of a plane without one. You, there is a, there is plenty of other options if it doesn't work out. And even with that, you know, we spoke about that golden handcuffs thing. You know, if you are getting paid a lot of money, it's probably because you are earning more money for that company that, well, you should be, most yeah. definitely. And you're pretty uh, fucking good at what you do. Exactly. You are earning more, you're earning that company more money than they're paying you, of course, as mm -hmm. they would be paying you. And you're fucking good at what you do. So that's, if anything, would be a massive win if it didn't work out and came back because you'd probably be headhunted and you'd probably end up going back and earning more money than you were before because good yeah. people are very hard to find. 
So I think that's a nice little end in there, to be honest with you, Jake. I think, yeah, for those of you listening, like, again, always use the kind of easier for you caveat. Yeah, things are easier now for me and Jake. They are, it's a fact. But that we are where we are off the back of making sometimes pretty tough decisions. And I, you know, obviously it's for Jay to share what he wants to share, but I've made some mistakes. I've fucked up. I've done some things that haven't worked had the odd misstep said and done the odd wrong thing based off of decisions that I thought at the time were good or smart. And they turned out to be fucking dumb, but equally I've learned from those mistakes. And when I've made a decision and it's gone tits up, if I do it again, then I'm an idiot. If I keep doing the same thing, keep making the same mistakes. Yeah, I'm pretty daft, but I've learned from my mistakes and that's helped me to get to where I am now. So also understand as well as being able to go back, these mistakes are sort of such great lessons as and when you make them. Now, I hope you don't make many, but I'd rather you make more decisions, try more things, make more mistakes, refine the process and then go again than just sit there wondering what if. 100%. And also, like I said last episode, if you've got it in your head easy for you, pointless a pointless yep. thought experiment because it doesn't help you it just takes that power away from you doing something the only reason that something looks easy for other people is the paradox of effort the harder you fucking work the easier it looks to do you know you go to Cirque du Soleil or is it with the, so, the Soleil. Soleil that's it it's Going fucking over brilliant that. by the way yeah you go you look at them you know you know that <laughs> They make it look so easy because they spend years, decades building that skill. You know, the reason that I don't find it that hard talking on stage, and I actually spoke to the people on stage, I said, the reason I make this look easy is because 10 years, well, eight years ago, I had a similar size crowd and I threw up twice before I started. I mumbled my first five minutes and just managed to get through. But then I did it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And again. And then suddenly... <laughs> And then suddenly people go, oh, it's easy for you. Yes, it fucking is. Now. It is now, of course, but it's because I got started. So if you want to make it look that easy, there's a, there's a thing that you've got to do, and it's just make that decision and fucking go all in on making it happen. And that should be an exciting thing. Yeah. It should be. You're finally making this decision to do something that you want to do. You don't know how to do it. You don't know who it's for but you're fucking doing it. And that makes a massive, massive difference. When I was cycling on my bike up to my little studio with two clients, not knowing if I'm going to pay my mortgage the next month, I was in this little bubble of opportunity and it felt weird as fuck, scary as fuck, but also super, super exciting because it was the first time in my life that the outcome of this thing was totally in my hands yeah. and not with somebody else who's making those decisions for me, i.e. the army, i.e. an employer, i.e. people who are paying me money. So it, as scary as it is, it's exciting as fuck. And, you know, we don't live in a third world country. You know, there is plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of support. There's plenty of incredible podcasts like this that can just fire, fire you up and get you back on that path. And make a decision to go out there and get it. That's it. You are just as worthy as anyone else of all the cool shit you want in your life. But you st it all starts with making a decision that you want to go make some changes. You want to get shit done. You want to improve your life, your lot, the works. Make that decision, then start taking action. And you'll be amazed if you kind of keep making decisions and keep doing things based off the back of decisions. 
how your life, how your business, how your health, how your relationships can look so fucking different. 100%. Ladies and gents, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Body and the Beast podcast. Had a few shares last week, which I got really excited about because I love it when people are listening to this podcast. So if you are listening to this, please screenshot or or post or whatever it is that you do to let us know that you are having a listen. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I have been your body, Jamie Ullerton. And I've been your beast, Dan Meredith. Take care.